MyFace, the future of social networking, and Hardix Cough Drops, the newest lozenges from CNT Pharmaceuticals, proudly presents Everyday Peoples from Bournemouth to Hell, Part 2. I'm Ron, and here comes the epic conclusion you've all been waiting for. For those of you that have listened to my show, my next guest needs absolutely no introduction, since he's been on every episode so far. So, back by popular demand, my good friend Pete. Hey buddy, welcome back to the show, and uh, thank you for actually coming back. And promising to do this this second interview. Oh, definitely, man. No, thanks for thanks for that. We could do this a second time, man. Yeah. We couldn't get everything in yeah. into the into the first first one, exactly. and uh, it just kind of felt like there was a bunch of stuff that was uh, left out. And of course, we I completely screwed up your whole <laughs> plan and agenda for for doing the first one. So That's I feel a- like I. Just as much, I owe it. No, 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 no. Like I said, I'm glad that you decided to come back. And um, no, I think it's good that we, we, you know, continue your story because it was interesting the first time we had done this. You know, I thought you had a lot of great tales to tell. And I think you still do, uh, considering the fact that I didn't go through my entire agenda the first time we did this interview. But, uh, you know, before we had started, though, um, you did mention that uh, you, you got some questions out of this uh, podcast. So one, people are actually listening. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and two, you know, um, people are interested in, in some of the things that you had brought up, some of the things that you said. So uh, what I'll do at this point is I will actually let you take over to uh, mention some of the questions that some people have brought up, as well as uh, whether you want to answer them or not. That's entirely up to you. <laughs> but uh, let, let, let's see what uh, others have asked you other than the stuff that I did in the first interview. Sure. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, friends, family, you know, these kind of things, some work colleagues as well, they have been listening to it. And I think you had mentioned that the, the listener number was in like the 60s and, and above. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know if it's broken any 100 marks, but maybe combined together the two existing uh, podcasts, you've broken it, triple digits. I you know? haven't even looked. No? Okay. <laughs> to tell you the truth, I have not looked. I, you know, I... I in all honesty, I've listened to my podcast. So like, you know, your episode I've listened to and then the Tramp episode I've listened to. So there are at least two listeners there, yeah. or, or two yeah. listens that I know of and those are mine. Now, whether anybody else has or not, I actually haven't even checked the numbers to tell you the truth. It's like, you know what? I'm doing this. I don't care if people listen or not. I'm having a good time doing it. So for me, you know, at this point, it really doesn't matter whether I've got, you know, a fan base or a community of of people listening to the show. Uh, It's more like, you know what? I'm doing this. And if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. You know, I can always add this to a CV and say, yeah, you know what? I've done a podcast. Here are the links to it, you know, and then Mm -hmm. they can see that. Yeah, this is the type of person we don't want to know. <laughs> you know, so it's like it, it, it could backfire. But you know, yeah, but, there, but might, it, there might be a career in marketing for you with the my face bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly, and it might be a bad thing. You know, after hearing that, they may not. Nobody will ever take me seriously again. I'll be like, yeah, we don't want this guy. (laughs) But anyways, what kind of questions were were brought up to you? And uh, like I said, if you want to answer them, that's cool. If you don't, just say, you know what, no comment. Sure, yeah. So uh, one of them was um, 
when I mentioned that my parents were kind of getting a bit pissed off with me about changing their hobbies, like every summer, every year, it was something different. Right. Um, and then we talked about some of those. Uh, there's one more that I'd like to address that I think, I don't know if we've spoken about before, um, but the biggest reason they got pissed off is because they had to buy the stuff for the hobby, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, when it was surfing, there was a year when I was doing surfing, so they, I, you know, I was asking, like, you know, Mom, Dad, can yeah. I have a surfboard? Right. You know, and <coughs> in a place like the UK, the south of the UK, um, a lot of surfing does happen there, but they ain't cheap, you right. know? So, um, you know, it's a couple hundred or something like that. Right. Um, and then when I was getting into the guitaring, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, they bought me my first kind of real cheap guitar. Let me ask you this real quick. Yeah. And, and, yeah. I, and I hate to interrupt mm-hmm. because uh, obviously I've never been to the UK, like, like I mm-hmm. mentioned before. But uh, what, 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 I guess back then, what was the cost of living like there? I mean, is it expensive to live over there? Like, like here in Finland, cost of living is up outrageous and when I say outrageous it's mm. it's not terrible but it is pretty high yeah. how is it over there yeah um, there's a there's a big gap that you can choose to be in so mm-hmm. um, if you've got money and you're ready to flaunt it yeah. there are supermarkets that will happily charge you double for you know your milk and your bread like you know, our basics stock. exactly okay. yeah okay um, and then on the on the flip side of that there's plenty of if you keep an out for those right deals mm. uh, I mean if the UK a lot of positive stuff to say, but one is kind of like the purchasing power, right? Yeah. The people have spoken, right? Uh, this kind of thing. And so sometimes you'd be like, buy one, get two okay. free, yeah. you know, this kind of things. And so if you kind of shop around, uh, I mean, the big brands, Lidl exists in the UK. There's another one called Aldi. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not completely sure if they are absolutely separate. They might be under the same umbrella company. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure. Um, but then there's things like Poundland, oh, mm-hmm. one pound for, for this thing. Yeah. Um, and that used to be bits and bobs, but they moved into food, right? So oh, okay. you could buy uh, a box of tea bags, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Got, talking about you know, very important British stuff now. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you get a box of tea bags, 100, 200 for a pound. Right. You go to the next biggest supermarket and it's like 150. Mm-hmm. You know? All right, so that's already a saving of like you know 33% or whatever. Right. Um, so there's a big wide gap. Mm-hmm. If you've got the time to spare, yeah. you can really live cheap. Okay. Uh, in the UK um, and if you want to show off or you just go to that local supermarket the prices are higher yeah. you can easily spend double or triple what you would normally pay on, on okay. living there okay. so yeah bargain hunting is a, is a very uh, is a big hobby there Okay. Um, and then definitely when looking at this surfboard and this kind of stuff you've got to check the catalog shop there was no online shopping so mm-hmm. you got to go to these catalog shops right. uh, there was one called Argos and Index and, mm-hmm. and these kind of things um, so you had to really kind of shop around to, to find those deals right yeah. Yeah, okay so, okay yeah. now the reason why I asked is because you know obviously your parents had to buy all this stuff for you so I'm wondering like you know how, how far in debt did you put your parents yeah. you know <laughs> get, asking for like yeah. guitars asking for like you know mm. surfboards asking for skateboards yeah. asking for you know the, the cool new digs and stuff like that you know it's like yeah. you know they, they get to a point where it was like get a job dude you know <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, I had a job um, about this, well, no. Before, you had a job and you still asked mom and dad for shit? No, <laughs> I, I, I moved out at 16 and then uh, before then I kind of had my own job. Okay. But there were certain stuff that I just couldn't afford um, and uh, that I would ask for because my birthday is in the summer. Mm. So it was summer holiday, my birthday was coming up and it just sort of made sense to ask for my birthday these right. things yeah. and, and I'm sure they were happy to do that but it's just that well he had the surfboard we bought it for him as a birthday gift right. and it kind of felt like well you used it one year <laughs> and then didn't do anything with it you know suddenly the garage is getting filled up with all this 
useless stuff. crap. Yeah, 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 like yeah. That. And, and unless my brothers wanted, my two younger brothers wanted to kind of make use of it, mm-hmm. then it was just kind of gathering dust. And yeah. like, and it got to this kind of thing like, well, what else are we going to buy that's just going to gather dust? Okay. You know? okay. So they had no problem buying you the stuff. It was more of they bought it and it ended up being like a waste of money or something like that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think it was kind of in hindsight looking, you know, that, mm. you know, is it really going to stick, you know, yeah. changing these things? Um, I noticed similar things and we'll talk later on with my yeah. daughter yeah. And, and these kind of things and in, okay. in one side you want to encourage them right you want right. to say well maybe this is the thing that they really love to do and stuff mm. so you want to kind of support that right. um, and then you know it just kind of this mm, mm. kind of irks you a little bit when you think uh, right. that's collecting dust now okay well, like okay let's take one purchase for example we were talking about the uh, the surf board mm-hmm. okay so your 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 parents paid for that mm-hmm. you know and then you had mentioned that uh you probably only used it for one year and yeah. that's it how many times within that year maybe oh, a handful or no like every second day okay so, so, so you like, did get some good use out of it for the entire year then yeah yeah okay so if, if you look at a time duration of getting the use out of a, a surfboard right. i don't know how long mm-hmm. surfboards kind of last what's but the, what's you the used it on, on oh a, yeah on a you know, continuous basis yeah. for, for that year at least that you had it. Or, De- definitely. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now let me ask you this: After that year was done, obviously it, it went mm-hmm. to the garage and and collected dust. Now, did it ever get use from like your brothers, or did it actually become a uh, a worthless purchase at yeah. that point and just sit there in the garage collecting dust? Yeah, it was it was hit and miss. Um, I mean, the surfboard never got used again. Okay, so like, it was just you, that, and that just was it. it. Yeah. So one year worth, and that was it. Okay. My, my brothers were kind of getting into skateboarding mm-hmm. uh, about that time, so they kind of gave it a gave it a miss. Mm-hmm. weren't weren't too too bothered with that. Uh, the fishing stuff never really got used. I don't know what happened to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember my my younger brother, not the youngest, but mm-hmm. my, my middle brother. Uh, he was asked to kind of clean out, you know, bits of the house, the attic, right. and the garage, and stuff like that. Right. Um, and I don't know. I remember he just sold mm-hmm. whatever that he could, you yeah. know. And I remember asking him like, "Well, you sold all this stuff that I had, you know? Can I have some money for that?" And he's like, "It's gone, man. I, I've used it. I've spent it." So I was like, "Okay, well, you know, okay, he did the work to yeah. get it sold, I guess. So yeah. I have the money. And plus, I was already living in Finland when I asked this question. So what am I going to do? You know." Uh, so so far away. You had already moved, yeah. and you still wanted money. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, man. That was, it's kind of with brothers. You know, maybe you know, like this is mine. Yeah. With the brothers, you know, you've got to kind of fight for right. for things. Otherwise, it's just it's gone. Right. right. You know, if you if you don't claim ownership, then then it's, it's gone. gone. Yeah. 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 But but it, they didn't even ask you though. They didn't say like, hey, Pete. Um, I'd like to sell your surfboard and get you yeah, know get no, some money off of it. No, exactly. they, they, they just did it. This is all post post, <laughs> post fact. Yeah, okay. I, I remember I had this one uh, great big book. So before this was back in ninety eight, maybe. Mm. So you know, googling for information just really wasn't a thing yet. Yeah, um, it was still Alta Vista. Right. Yeah. Um, and I had this huge. It cost me like eighty pounds yeah. at least. A huge textbook, yeah. and it was. I think it was called the World Tourism. It had this cool acronym, mm-hmm. uh, I forget now, but it was this huge textbook and it had like every country in the world. This yeah. was the kind of thing that travel agencies would have under the desk, okay. right? Ah, oh, you're, you're going to Tunisia? Right, let's see what uh, kind of electrical plugs you need. Let's right. see what visas are needed for each type of passport. It was a massive encyclopedia of tourism-related stuff. Okay. And I, I loved that book. It was so useful. It was so handy mm-hmm. um, for when I was studying the, the tourism field. Right. Um, and then to hear that that was sold. And I even asked him, like, 
what did he get for that? And he's like, I don't know, like five bucks, maybe, like five pounds. Uh, and I was like, okay, well, uh, that kind of stung a little yeah, bit. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the one hobby where um, I don't think I paid too much for it, but um, I did a year, I was playing American football. Mm. I say American football because... Because football is soccer here in Europe, yeah. That's yeah, it, yeah. yeah. No, that's right. Um, but I actually, I played that for, for one summer with a friend, and I was actually playing for the, my for Bournemouth, for the hometown, mm-hmm. I was playing for the under-18s team. Okay. Um, now, I wasn't amazingly good at it. Yeah. I was a fast runner. So, mm-hmm. uh, what is it? What's the, the proper term for the guy who catches the ball and runs with it? Um, Dude, I don't know. I don't watch football. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I don't watch American football. I don't watch, okay, I don't watch football, soccer either. You know, like I said, for uh-huh. me, it's the NBA. So, you're asking the wrong guy. It could be, uh-huh. I know the quarterback is the dude that throws, throws the ball. It, yeah. yeah. And then linebacker is linebackers, the guard yep, kind of thing. Yep. And then you got tight ends and you've got all this other stuff. And at that point, it's like, I don't fucking care. Yeah. You know, okay. as, as long as, like, Denver or, or the Cowboys make the Super yeah. Bowl, <laughs> it's all good. But, you know, if anything else, I, I don't watch the sport, dude. Okay. I don't know. Well, when I was uh, maybe 17, 16, something like that, uh, I still had a tight end, mm-hmm. so uh, <laughs> uh, and so I was I was smaller, fast, and running, catching the ball. Yeah, but it shows like we were only sixteen kids, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, and because there was no one else, yeah. it was like you were automatically in the under eighteen mm-hmm. representing of uh, of Bournemouth right. City. Okay. Uh, okay, so that was one that I did one year, and it was good fun. I was yeah. quite enjoying it. I used to support the. Uh, Carolina Panthers now mm-hmm. uh, struggling if that's north or south, but uh, mm-hmm. um, those those guys with the with the turquoise blue uniforms, I remember that 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 was the team that just when whenever I played like Madden, mm-hmm. yeah. the video game, <laughs> that was the that team was the team chose. I picked. It was just like a random pot. Like which one are you going to watch? Okay, okay, that one. All right, yeah. all right. But why them? Why that team in particular? Why not you know some of the other teams that are more well known? Like like the Cowboys, you know, or or, or like the you know the Denver Broncos or something like that. Mm-hmm. Why is why was it that yeah. specific team that you chose? I or was it about I the would. Panthers that you know drew you to them? I don't know. I think maybe I won a few games in Madden with them. I that's think it. That's, that's it. Yeah, <laughs> uh, my buddy who um, was also playing, my buddy and his older brother, they we were all playing the, the, the football uh, together there, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. He he always picked the Dallas Cowboys. Okay. He always followed those. Yeah. Um, and I remember we watched a few matches where it was you know, the Panthers and the Cowboys playing against each other. Right. Um, but apart from that, it was just kind of listening to what he would say right. was the you know the current you know leagues and, mm-hmm. and tournaments and stuff. Um, yeah, I think I think that must have been it. Just I won a couple of games with Madden. In mm-hmm. the same, almost the same respect, my favorite NHL team mm-hmm. was the Colorado Avalanche, uh, simply because. I'd won a few games in NHL, it. yeah. And okay. then also, um, my for some reason, my ex-wife, uh, she had... Uh, and we'll, we'll expand on this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, she had a Colorado Avalanche bath towel, like okay. a beach towel. Okay. And she'd got it from some ex-boyfriend or whatever. And right. I'm like, well, I'm claiming this shit. <laughs> I, I can either be you know, jealous about it and... You know, tell her like, can you put that away? Or I'm owning this. Yeah, right? exactly. that's my turn now. <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so, so that became that became the NHL team. Ah, I did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah. See, you know much more about the NHL as well. Like I said, for me, it's all about the NBA. So if you ask me any oh, question okay. about the NBA, yeah. I can give you a straight answer. But you know, when you mention NHL, 
Um, I, I know it's a national hockey league. I, I do know that much, you know, and, and I have played, you know, some of the uh, NHL live games, you know, from, from EA. So, like, when I do choose a team, I choose the one team that I know, you know, and the only team I know is the Kings because Wayne Gretzky was a big name back in the day and I knew he was on that team. So, you know, ask me anything about the NHL, all I'll say is, you know, Wayne Gretzky was a part yeah. of the Kings. That's all I know, <laughs> you know. It's the same thing with hockey up here now because... You know, I know hockey is big here in Finland. It's, it's yeah. yeah, it's amazingly huge, you know. And, and the biggest rivalry, obviously, is, you know, uh, Finland and Sweden. So every time those two get together, you know there's going to be talk about it. Everybody's going to watch that game, whatever, whatever. You know, and, and I'll watch it, you know, just to see if, you know, Finland wins or to see, if, you know, if they lose. But, um, you know, I don't take it as seriously as, as, as the Finns, obviously, or the Swedes or anything like that. I just see it as a game and it's like, okay, they won. Okay, they lost. Whatever. You know, it, it, it's not my cup of tea, but at the same time, you know, because I live up here, you know, I'll I'll root the home team. Mm-hmm. I, I just, I don't follow the sport, so mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. I, I think there was a point where you and I were playing um, NHL at one point, and I was asking you, like, hey, why did I get called, a, you know, a foul on this or, or whatever? And, and mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know the rules, yeah. you know. I just follow the game, and whoever makes them. You know, a goal, they make a goal. And, and, and that I do know, you know. Whoever gets the, more, the most goals, they win, period. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know any of the in- intricacies behind the sport at all. So, you know, mm-hmm. but, but yeah, I mean, it, it, I've never been a jock, though. I've never been one to following sports. I, I think for me, you know, I, I started following the NBA because my dad was big in the NBA. So, you know, he was a huge fan of the Lakers, whatever, whatever. And back then, even when he was, you know, huge into the watching the, the Laker games and whatever, I wasn't. So it was like he would watch it, he'd hog the TV, I'd want to watch cartoons, I'd be bad, whatever, whatever, I'd run to my room. I, 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 don't, I, I think I started appreciating basketball in high school when um, when uh, I got introduced to, you know, the, the whole Jordan era, okay, mm-hmm. and, and whatever. And, and then, of course, you know, I wanted to root for the home team. And since Corpus Christi, Texas did not have a home team, mm-hmm. we had, you know, the San Antonio Spurs, we had the Dallas mm-hmm. Mavericks, and then we had the Houston Rockets. And I was like, you know what, Spurs. <laughs> just, just, you know, off the top of my head, I was like, you know what, I'm going to go for the Spurs because I know who David Robinson is, because I know, you know, whatever, whatever. And, and, and I didn't know if they were a winning team or not, you know, I didn't know anything about them, but I was like, you know what, why not? Let's, let's give it a shot. What's the NBA culture like in terms of, um, in the UK, people are very, very territorial mm-hmm. about the teams, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, especially when you have two teams in the same city, like Manchester United, Manchester City, mm-hmm. this kind of rivalry, and, and whenever they play against each other, it's called yeah. a, a derby, um, and they have those, but it's sort of things that it's less now um, but mm-hmm. there, there used to be a time when if you wore the wrong city's shirt in another city it's kind of like you were provoking or, or asking for trouble you're looking for an ass beat then yeah, yeah exactly okay. you know um, and so I wondered like if in the NBA like if you were there in, in Texas uh, San Antonio being nearby you could wear a San Antonio shirt mm. and be absolutely fine yeah. you know but then if you were wearing a Spurs shirt in, in Arizona Dallas. or that would there be some shit from the Nuggets guys I, or like I that, don't or? think so I don't think so to tell you the truth I mean everybody you know they're, they're fans of their state team or whatever you know it's like if I were you know 
obviously I'm a fan of the Spurs, you know, I've got Spurs jerseys and whatever, and I know I will wear them to any, you know, place I go, you know, I, I, I don't care. But um, if I were to wear, like, a Spurs jersey in, like, Dallas, where the, the Dallas Mavericks play, nobody's going to give two shits about it. Nobody's okay. going to, you know, want to kick my ass because I'm, you know, not supporting their home team or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I think it's all, like, you know, well, you... That's the thing about America, even though, you know, we say land of the free, whatever, whatever, you know, you do have that choice to wear whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it may not be a popular choice, but, you know, for the most part, you're not going to get your ass beat for it, mm-hmm. you know, so, um, you know, I, I, I feel comfortable wearing, you know, my, my Spurs jersey in Houston, mm-hmm. you know, where, where the Houston Rockets play, but, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I don't think it's as territorial as you had mentioned, you know, here with, with football, you know, I, I think it's less so, you know, everybody is, you know, allowed to wear whatever the hell they want or support whoever the hell they want, you know, mm-hmm. that type of thing. If I was to take it, Texas, okay, now I've, I've gotten comments, like, you know, I, I think there was one time where I took a Texas jersey to, like, um, uh, wherever, some some other state outside of Texas, mm-hmm. and, you know, they, they, they then you'd hear, like, boo, or, or, or some crap <laughs> like that. Or they'd be like, Spurs? What? You know, that type of crap. But nothing provocative to... No, nothing like that. Physical or anything. No, no, no. I think think this is what happened. I I remember I had worn my my Spurs jersey on on one of my work trips. And this was when I was uh, working for Nokia at the time. So we had gone to the States. And one of the States we had visited was... uh, What was it? Boston? I don't remember. But... Somebody had had said something when I was in the hotel, and I, and I, you know, and it wasn't anything provocative, like you know, oh, I'm gonna kick your ass, or oh, you're, you're supporting the wrong team, or anything like that. It was more like Spurs, really. <laughs> and I just looked at him, and I was like, yeah, Spurs, yeah. you know, and that's yeah. it, you know. But there's a bit of pride there, I think. As there well, is, that, of course. Even yeah. if you're not good, you're not in it for the fame or for the glory mm-hmm. or whatever. This is your team, you yeah. Know? And you stick by the team through thick and thin. Yeah. And, yeah. Well, I'm not a bandwagon follower. You know, it's like, you know, a lot of people, you know, are fans of the team that's actually Chicago winning. Bulls. Chicago Bulls back LA in the Lakers, day. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. LA Lakers, Boston Celtics, you know, I'm not one of those guys, you know, where if the team is winning, I follow them and that's it. Like, what was it? Last year, Toronto had won the NBA Finals, okay. you know, and, uh, you know, just because they had won, um, I, I'm not, I'm not a fan I'm not a follower you know I mean they have some really good players for sure but and, and they took a couple from the Spurs which is why I wanted Toronto to lose but at the same time I also did not want Golden State to win again mm-hmm. so it's like okay the, the the you know the lesser of two evils in this situation for me mm-hmm. is Toronto <laughs> so I wanted Toronto to win I did not <laughs> want to see the Golden State Warriors three-peat you know and I got yeah. nothing against the Golden State Warriors it's just that they're always there. They are a team to beat. You know, the Spurs are not there at this point. They got knocked off in the first round. You know, they came up against the number two team in the league, which was the Denver Nuggets, and they got kicked out after seven games. So it's like, you know, even though my team has not been at the place where they have been, because they've won five championships, they are a great team, they've been in the playoffs 21, 22 years in a row. So they are a caliber team. They're just not a championship team at this point, you know, and they're still going through, you know, some sort of uh, 
they're trying to reconfigure their lineup, you know, make sure that they've got the right players there. A lot of people are new, you know, they, they've added some faces, they've lost some faces, but, um, you know, I will stick by my team no matter how crap they are. So, you know, I, you've seen my Facebook posts. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. post a lot of crap where I'm happy that my team has won. And at the same time, when they lose, you, you see the, you know, the disappointment in mm-hmm. my tone. Or I will mm-hmm. curse them out, you yeah. know. <laughs> Damn you, Spurs! You know, that type of thing. But, um, but Especially I love you, Ginobili. Yeah, you, you Ginobili, come on! You know, but that's the thing. That's the thing. I mean, no matter how bad they are or no matter how good they are, I will always be a Spurs fan, period. You know, I don't I don't jump, you know, to any other person's bandwagon because I don't care. There are a lot of teams that I like, mm-hmm. you know, like at this point, the Lakers have a great lineup. They've got, you know, they've got uh, LeBron James, they've got uh, Anthony Davis, you know, they, they, they've got Danny Green, who used to be a spur. They've got a lot of people on their lineup, and I think they're going to take it this year. Mm-hmm. But just because of that, you know, I'm not going to actively go and follow them and cheer them on or anything like that. Now, if they make the finals, if it ends up being the Lakers against somebody from the East, I'll cheer them on for that. But I'm not going to follow their career or their season, you know, like I do with the Spurs. You know, for me, I get NBA League Pass so that I can watch every damn Spurs game, all 82, plus whatever, you know, games they're in in the playoffs. Yeah. You know, I, I pay that money just to watch the Spurs. I do not pay that money. And even though I pay this money, I can watch any game I want. So I can watch any Laker game or any, any Houston Rocket game or anything like that. Yeah. I choose to only watch the Spurs, <laughs> and that's it, you know. Um, I might look at the highlights of the other games, but for mm-hmm. me it's all about the Spurs, you know. And, 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 and no, no, like I said, no matter how bad they do, which right now I don't think they've got a shot for the for the championship this year, I, I, you know I, I want to believe they do, but um, I will always be a Spurs fan. Yeah, 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 yeah. But anyways, enough about me. <laughs> enough about me. Let's go back to some of these yeah. questions because I, I know I interrupted you yeah. with the the cost of living over at the UK. Yeah. So no, yeah. no. So uh, well, I think the the only other sort of question there was uh, we mentioned the the Spotify and the playlist. Mm, and yes, we, we talked about a few of the one hit wonders and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically the sort of a, a two-part question that one can I share the link to this playlist <laughs> do you have a link I, every Spotify playlist has a link yeah so no no you yourself like did you create your own playlist and yeah yeah, yeah you, you did yeah that's it of, so of one hit wonders well not just one it's just all the stuff that I was listening to ever at some ah, point okay. You know? okay. um, I mean there's there's a lot of one hit wonders in there yeah um, so if it's cool with you in the description mm-hmm. you know, if you don't mind put the link there I don't mind at all um, no, no I don't um, and then uh, the, sort of a, the follow-up question to that was just like, okay, what's the best piece of music? Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it kind of it changes. Um, it, it depends. Like right now, I'm going on a real acoustic binge, mm, like okay. acoustic covers. Yeah. Um, and there's some really amazing uh, ones there. Uh, what's the one that kind of came? Up? There's um, Free Falling. No, mm-hmm. that one. Uh, the Tom Petty song? Yeah. yeah. So this yeah, yeah. acoustic version done by Meyer, uh, John Meyer, John is it? Meyer, yeah. Um, which is just brilliant. Okay. Um, and then there's this acoustic version of... Oh, man, now it skips me. Um, but 
it's on there so mm-hmm. just go for there but it, it's really really random mm-hmm. list um, but I think sort of like one of those all time favourites is a couple of classical pieces yeah. really good yeah uh, the Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata always mm-hmm. always uh, amazing yeah um, and then another one that I, I would recommend uh, especially the, the work colleague that was asking um, it's a, a classical composer called Dvorak mm-hmm. D-V-O-R-A-K yeah. Yeah. and he did one called Largo mm-hmm. and I don't know Symphony 9 but oh, I'm yeah. not sure any of that but um, it really hit me because it really it got used in the UK for a lot of advertisements mm-hmm. uh, specifically there was this uh, brand of bread yeah. called Hovis and mm-hmm. they kind of used it there um, but if you check out click the Spotify link dig that one out you'll see that I'm certain that Howard Shaw used this mm-hmm. as like influence for all the Lord of the Rings really orchestra there's stuff. that much of an influence in, in the sound if, if you listen to it and you think Lord of the Rings it's not it's a there. it's not a big jump <laughs> to kind of uh, imagine you know the characters you know doing right. something with, with this background so alright uh, that one to, to ask uh, to answer that the other one was sort of when did Zelda become a big part of my life how did this sort of come but there you go. maybe I don't know it's kind of like feel like we're going of course we're going back in time now no but, do, um, it. do it I don't you know, know quite honestly do it now, you know yeah. there, there's never a set schedule here obviously yeah. you know I, I do have an outline but we never follow the outline you know <laughs> no. so I mean yeah. no, go for it uh, answer okay it. I hope the listeners are kind of hoping that you know <laughs> how how far wide are they going to go this time you know, maybe <laughs> we might have to do a part three to, yeah never know never know um um, but there's that and then the only other sort of comment that here was like oh you didn't mention this thing mm-hmm. like, okay um, and that sort of it's this thing is when I started that first degree program right. in Haga so um, you're cool buddy do you want to uh, kind of finish off this chronological timeline of you know coming to Finland and being in Finland and, and being still here or if we switch to like the game history I've got a f- feeling that that could be covered as like a gaming Topic. That could be a could game be its own bubble. You know? That could be its own. That could be its own show. Quite honestly, I mean, you know, there are a lot of shows that you know we could definitely talk a full hour on gaming. Definitely talk a full hour on music. You know, a full hour on movies. That type of thing. I mean, we, 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 you and I, plus you know the other guys as well. We talk about all this stuff, and we can log in hour right. upon hour mm-hmm. of just random crap we talk about. Like okay. last time, we we brought Star Wars to like a twenty minute discussion <laughs> when we should have been talking about Team yeah. Tramp, you know. But um, but no, I mean, you know, it's entirely up to you. I think what I think one thing that we should definitely do. Uh, sorry, <laughs> nerd. <laughs> The phone's I, chiming in yeah, there yeah. saying, yeah, 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 you should talk about gaming. Let's talk about gaming. Yeah. Well, you know, the, I, I think the one thing you should definitely do, since you were asked these questions, you know, is, is definitely answer them. I, I think, you know, it's cool that, you know, people took the time to say, hey, look, Pete, I heard the, you know, I heard your interview, and uh, we have these questions. So I think for sure, you know, get those answers out there. If, if, if you still have some questions that were asked and, you know, you would like to answer, I think that's great. Okay, uh, well, if we sort of then just sort of finish up the story of coming to Finland, being in Finland, mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So, I think when we left off, um, I just started this first uh, degree program yeah. in the hospitality degree. Yeah. And um, so, a year before that, uh, it was 2014, it was kind of, uh, no, sorry, 2004, sorry, uh, and kind of coming up to the New Year's Eve and stuff. Um, so, my, my first wife, uh, first. Uh, the first ex-wife, uh, she had sort of told that she had a whole 
she was done mm. done with this and she yeah. had a whole new relationship okay. that had been going on for a while and stuff like this um, and so uh, that was sort of a, a big life shift right. um, and I think it was one of those first moments that I sort of told myself right what do I do now right. uh, do I stay in, in Finland mm. uh, which I, spoiler uh, I did yeah. um, or, or do I go back to the UK right and uh, so that was sort of a big moment to think like okay what am I really going to do now mm. um, but you know with all the thought of it and all this kind of stuff um, I already had my study place in that hospitality degree right. um, and I already had friends here I had work here yeah. you know this kind of things so ultimately I decided to stay stay. stay in Finland for okay. those things because back in the UK I had family but that was it there was no job there was no studies right. there was no I, I, I assume no. at this point you know you, you had a some sort of permanent residency or maybe the, mm-hmm. uh, the Finnish citizenship or something that would allow you to stay here at this point not completely actually that sort of didn't come to my mind until I got a letter in the post that uh, my five-year residency was, was coming up yeah, yeah. okay um, and so it was just one phone call and Mm. Uh, officially, the divorce hadn't completely gone through, so I was still technically married. Right. I had my job. I had my study place. Those were all confirmed and you know visible in this registration system. Okay. So the, um, so because those were confirmed, that yeah. gave you the opportunity to still stay here. I yeah. yeah. One one phone call. I told yeah. the the person on the end the, the situation, and mm. uh, the woman on the other phone said. No problem. Uh, you're eligible for the permanent residency. Nice. And okay. do you want it? I said yes. Okay. And that was it. A card came through the post, and now I'm a permanent resident with all the same rights and everything, okay. uh, uh, which is fantastic, especially with this whole Brexit bullshit right. going on there. And for a while, there was a lot of uncertainty. Right. Um, but I think it was January this year. At some mm-hmm. point, something uh, they kind of said, the Finnish government said, if you have a permanent resident permit, you're good. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this because uh, I just want to make sure this is one and the same thing. Because I have a permanent residency, obviously, mm-hmm. but the thing is, I'm not a Finnish citizen. I don't have the passport or any of that but stuff. But you have the same but, rights as a Finnish citizen. Okay. Do you have the Finnish citizenship? No. Okay. So you're a permanent no. resident. You don't have that passport or anything. As no. Well. Okay. No. For, for the longest time, I thought, where's the value? Mm. Because you you make your application process, but then you got to pay for that, and you have to do this um, official language test. Language test, yeah. And and I'm confident I've got no worries about passing that, but right. it costs it costs money. Mm. Um, and you know when you add the cost of the test and your application, I mean. We're We're talking like three to four hundred euros, yeah. that kind of ballpark. Um, do I want to pay that for the finishing set? Like, what do I gain from having it? Right. And then with the whole Brexit stuff going on, it was it came back into my mind. Like yeah. Maybe I should do it, and right. then I don't need to worry anymore. Yeah. Um, but then when the Finnish government said that if you have the residency permit, you're go- you're good. Mm. Don't worry. Right. Um, and then the EU stated that you wouldn't need any visas. If to move around in British passport, because yeah. that was one concern, man. What of if course. we want to go to jump on the ferry to Tallinn and mm. I want to vomit cheese crisps and yeah. Jaeger <laughs> everywhere? Yeah. You know, we, we, do, I, do I have to get a visa for that now? <laughs> you know, to join <laughs> to join you guys? And no, I'm good. I'm good. So um, cool. that's uh, available at, at a moment's notice. So yeah, yeah, that's kind of easy. Yeah, so that was a, a big uh, shake-up, but I decided to stay, decided to do my studies. Um, Let so, me ask you that. Why? Why did you yeah. decide to stay? What was it that made you think, you know, I have the option to go back home mm. or I have the option to stay. Either yeah. one of them is at my disposal. 
I choose to stay. Why did you choose to stay? What so was it? A combination, a combination of having my my work here, having mm. my job here, uh, and and then my friends yeah. and this study place. I wanted to do this study program. Right. Um, and then I suppose that the bigger, deeper question is why mm. Finland? You know, yeah, yeah exactly. Um, I'd fallen in love with the way Finland works, yeah. and, and things just work here. It's a much smaller population, mm. uh, which definitely assists in how fast things can change and, right. and evolve and, and update. Um, I suppose one example of this, and I suppose I'm not an overly social person. Mm. Uh, being with friends is awesome, yeah. but you know, getting to that stage of being friends has got to be something there that, that gets you there. Right. Um, I never really liked the whole small talk, yeah. chatting. You know, ah, oh, someone's at the bus stop there and they want to tell you about the day, and I I'm really just feeling uncomfortable. Yeah. What's um, the weather like? You yeah, know, that type I, of thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, just mind your own business. <laughs> yeah, I can't it's I'm just uncomfortable. Yeah, chatting about this. Uh, being in those situations, um, and and a good summary of that is, I used to live in this apartment building uh, in back in the UK, mm-hmm. uh, and there's I lived on the third floor, and you had to go up these stairs to yeah. get up there, and uh, following the stairs, everyone's front door attaches to those stairs, right. um, and there was this elderly lady who lived on the first floor, so mm-hmm. she always sat outside her building. You're going to see her every time you go up. You're going to see her every time you come down. Yeah. Uh, now she was a lovely lady, but. Not all the lights were on uh, outside, yeah. whatever. I yeah. don't, I, I don't know exactly, but you find that you have constant questions with her. So, mm. and and you can't avoid it. You know, yeah. um, some elderly people, at least in the UK, it's very common that when you're chatting, perhaps they kind of miss the or really want to have your attention, but right. they, they kind of hold your hand, okay. right? Okay. And instantly, then I'm one of those people who are like, oh, it's going to be way too rude to kind of mm. pull my hand away. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I want to be polite and talk to this woman. I, 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 it's clear that you know not many people were really talking to her, mm. um, and I didn't want to be rude. I, I wanted to show respect and, right. and chat. But there was a point where, like, okay, we've had the same conversation now more than ten times this week, mm. and it's kind of getting a bit too much. Right. Um, so you kind of like be peeking out and looking is she there she and there. Yep. get out in and out. Um, and so even just like coming back from college, uh, I wanted to drop myself off at home and then head back out. Mm. You know, that's a good half an hour. Yeah. You know, with one conversation up the stairs and the same conversation coming back down two minutes later. Right. Um, and then when I came to Finland and people were just kind of nodding mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. and that was it that was all the interaction you had with your neighbours yeah. um, if you wanted you know you could probably push for you know more mm-hmm. but I didn't want that yeah. and, and so it all just kind of clicked yeah. it all kind of worked and uh, people just there was less emphasis in, in things that I didn't like that mm-hmm. you could, like um I don't know if it was the same for you, but whenever I went night clubbing, mm-hmm. and I was never a big night clubber, but when you're yeah. young and 16, 18, you, you want to go out and get drunk, and exactly. the clubs are there. Exactly. Um, so you had to have the right shoes, or you mm. had to have the right, you know, like a dress shirt, yeah. you know, a couple buttons open or whatever. Mm. Um, you needed to have that. But I came to Finland, and I was wearing a Bournemouth football shirt, yeah. jeans, and trainers, and like, yeah, in you come. Yeah. Like, no one cared mm-hmm. didn't matter you could wear a pink track suit on a pink bike cycle down the road no one mm-hmm. cares okay. uh, and, and it was very freeing yeah. you didn't need to worry about you know or th- even consider how do other people look at me or perceive me right. um, and then dealing with people everyone just you've got your own space yeah. physical as well as social yeah. uh, space 
and I loved it. Mm. I loved it, and, and I still do. And I, I notice now when I go back to the UK, mm-hmm. uh, a few like work trips and stuff into London, mm. um, just walking down the high street, man, it, yeah. I'm dodging, like I'm weaving between people really? to keep that extra centimeter of space away from the wow. other people. I don't want to bump shoulders. Going into the metro, it's fucking mm. hell. Yeah. Um, I'm going there and I'm kind of squeezed in and I can smell the other people. Oh, yeah, I just, I'm, it's just, I've, I've lost the tolerance of that. I guess mm. it was always there, this being around the people, but you I kind of lost finish. it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, you know, the people are there and they're kind of making the small talk and, mm. and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's okay for a little bit because now it's become sort of like... Um, like a little unique feature yeah. thing. So I'll go there and make a little bit of small talk with the person and mm-hmm. uh, I kind of feel, okay, but then like, I'm done for the day now. I did my one small talk. Yeah. Uh, your one good I'm, deed. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm happy now, but then it, it keeps going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of related to that. I, um, As you know, I had uh, one work trip to San Antonio. I was yeah. there for a conference there and mm-hmm. you had my ass shopping for, for Spurs. For Spurs, Spurs yeah. <laughs> of course, uh, and, and, and there, like this, this hospitality small talk thing, that was really really apparent yeah. mm-hmm. and, and it was yeah. kind of it, it, I don't know it's different from London there's a difference to it it's more I don't know if it's just this idea I have in my head of the you know mm-hmm. the, how do you the, the draw the southern yeah. draw kind of thing yeah. um, or just the really nice weather mm-hmm. but I kind of enjoyed it more more there yeah. um, and actually when I was coming back from there I was flying through Chicago um, is it D what's the the airport beginning with D in uh, in Chicago uh, I have no idea. D- Dunworth, Dunworth. It's not, not Dulles. Dulles, yeah. Is it? Is it? Is that? No. Is it? That's not. Maybe. But anyway, I was back there, and I was still kind of in the mood of like making small talk with people. I was kind of enjoying it, mm-hmm. um, and then it was it hit me straight away that no, 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 no. you you ain't you ain't south anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, that southern hospitality is gone. Yeah. yeah. With, with this guy, it wasn't a southern guy. I think yeah. uh, I was in the queue, uh, and uh, the behind one guy. And the, the, the person, the cashier there was serving somebody else. And uh, I said to the guy, I said, oh, maybe we picked the wrong line. Mm. And he just looked at me and said, I don't care. <laughs> and he just turned around. It's like, I, he's not here. I don't give a shit about yeah. your conversation. He was right up in right front of your face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? And so in Finland, you can kind of just avoid any mm. and all of that. It doesn't kind of exist. Yeah. Um, you know, and when it does exist, it's some drunk right. person, usually, maybe, <laughs> yeah. you know, or, or, you know, it's a different situation. You know? mm. So when I started the degree program, it was an English speaking program. Right. So everyone's kind of international and, uh, you know, from around the world. So in there, mm. you know, you've all got that kind of common bond. And there, the small talk will work because you want to get to know right. your fellow uh, students, you know, you're going to be doing teamwork and stuff with them. Exactly. Um, and you know, so like the same when we started the degree, you know, small talk kind of mm. pops up. You're with these people for the next three and a half years. Exactly. So it's kind of a exempt from from those same rules. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. But um, yeah. So I started that degree, mm-hmm. and um, uh, it was there that actually I met the the woman who was going to be my second mm. wife, and yeah. unfortunately now the second uh, ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was there we, we kind of met quite uh, early on yeah. uh, in the program. Yeah. And uh, so we were together for 14, 14 years uh, wow. in all yeah. and uh, married for married for less than that mm-hmm. um, for, for a few of those years. Right. Uh, and we had our daughter, daughter together. Mm-hmm. Um, but that wasn't until uh, actually the first year when we were studying in 
the bike program, yeah. the IT program. Yeah. That was when the, the daughter was, was born. Yeah, um, I, remember I remember that, that. too. Yeah, God, it seems like only yesterday, too. Yeah. And now she's like nine years old, if I'm not mistaken. Just just oh, count the trap years minus one. God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of realized that. It's insane. Uh, on the day. It's insane yeah. how fast they grow up. It's like, you know, like I said, I remember, you know, going to the hospital, you know, the, the one time you invited me over, you know, because you just needed to talk and whatnot. And, uh, that was nine years ago. Seems like only yesterday, man. Yeah, that's that's true. Because we had a, a a big thing. Um, I suppose we can uh, discuss it here. That uh, when my daughter was born, it wasn't so straightforward. Yeah, exactly. Um, and there were a few sort of touch and go moments. Right. That you know whether uh, Amelia will be will be fine through everything, and whether Vir will be fine for everything, and things yeah. like that. And um, yeah, so I uh, called you up, man. I called you up. I needed. I needed some support. someone support and someone to you know, chat with there for you. Yeah, you know, yeah, I was that was a, that was a big, big, big moment between us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, shit. You know, mm. we've been we've been friends for like almost ten years, over ten years now. You know, I mean, you know, I know you've got my back and I've got yours. You know, it's always been like that, and I think that's what I appreciate about your friendship. You know, as well as the other guys. You know, it's one of those things where I know I can always count on you guys. You know, I mean. When, when I've got sicknesses in the family, I can always count on you to offer to make food, yeah. <laughs> even though I always turn it down because, <laughs> because I'm stupid. <laughs> but yeah, I can always count on that, and I can always count on the other guys to you know, say, hey, you know what, you don't need anything. And, and, and I know it's not just talk. I know if I do ever need anything, I can actually ask you guys, and I can get that. You know, there have been situations, you know, with the whole schooling thing where, you know, I didn't have... I can mention this now, but I didn't have the money to, to show that I could live here. Mm. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah, I remember, you know, yeah. in, in, order, in order to go to school here, even though I had mentioned that edu- education or higher education at the time was free, mm. you had to show in your bank account that you had like, what was it, six or 7,000 euros or something mm. like that. And um, yeah, I didn't have that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I could always count on you guys to put money into my account and mm-hmm. say and, and, and you know show that yeah mm-hmm. I've got it and then immediately transfer it back out once I've proven it. Well, I, I, I was wondering about this uh, sort of around those times as well. That why don't these people just check what was the bank account you know transactions you know before yeah. like immediately before and after. Mm-hmm. But but it, this is the thing. I think we thought about that. Me we me me and my. Uh, fiance at the time we thought about that we we're like you know what if they just see one big dump of six yeah. Yeah. six thousand yeah. euros they're gonna be like yeah. ah no which is why i think we scheduled it like you know a month in advance or something like that where yeah. certain money would just go in you yeah. know every week whatever well, whatever I, I think it might be ah uh, yes because it shows you have that support mm-hmm. group around you yeah. to do it so it kind of made me think like it doesn't matter if, if if he's got those bunch of friends or family mm-hmm. or whatever to kind of put that in. Yeah. Then it shows he has that he support, has support to. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But you know, I mean, you know, it, it's it's just one of those things that I think back on. It's like God, all these guys have been you know there for me. You know, it, it, it is like family, like we had mentioned in the last episode. You know. I mean, through thick and thin, and all the good times and the bad times, you know, I, I, I love the fact that, 
you know, you're always there for me as well as the other guys, you know, and, and vice versa. I'm always there for you. I mean, shit, I've helped you move like five times oh, now. Yeah. Numbers of times, <laughs> you know. I mean, there are times where I haven't been able to or just couldn't, but nine times out of ten, it's like, yeah, I will help you out, yeah. man. You know? I, I, feel, I feel a little bit bad about that. I think out of the Team Tramp, I think I've moved the most times. <laughs> That's uh, yeah, all good. Come yeah, on. but it was part of just some silly decisions. Like, I remember there was one place I was moving to, and I mm. knew the contract was only for like eight months yeah. or something like that. And it was kind of a question mark right. whether it would get renewed. And it, the yeah. smart person would have said, oh, "Okay, let's look for something else." Right. Um, but that wasn't me. I yeah. was like, "Yeah, let's let's roll that dice. Let's you do know? it." <laughs> yeah, so it, it, at, at the cost yeah. of the backs yeah. of you and and. Yeah, all the other yeah guys. but it didn't matter you know I, I, I think it was like I'll get you guys beer it's like alright mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. there <laughs> beer and pizza beer and it. pizza yeah. that's it that's it yeah. we gotta take yeah. a quick break uh, for the sponsor call out again oh we sweet got, we got another no, okay. no 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 I'll read this one I'm, okay it, it, it's just <laughs> it's just a basic standard sponsorship no, nothing big like I had mentioned in the introduction today's show is sponsored by my face and mm-hmm. and, and Hardik's cough drop. So I'll just read these real quick. So uh, uh, just taking like a minute out of you guys' time to get the sponsors their due. Today's show is sponsored in part by My Face, the new social networking site that has everyone talking. Join the millions of people that have come on My Face and see what all the fuss is about. Also, in part by Hardix cough drops, when that scratchy throat has got you down, suck on some Hardix for instant relief. That's it. Right. But, uh, no, <laughs> that's no, me being lazy too for, uh, for no, not thinking. No new sponsors? <laughs> no new sponsors this week. No. Okay. No new sponsors right. this week. But like I said in the introduction, these two decided to come back and sponsor me, so it's all good. Yeah, but anyways. Got to pump up those numbers to get two new sponsors we, next we'll, time. we'll get maybe <laughs> maybe one. <laughs> I tell you what. You know, I'm trying to be funny is hard. That creative process of thinking of a new thing. It's like I, I thought of some and then I was like, how do I put it together where mm. I could get a decent laugh? You know, it's, I, I could give props to like you know these stand-ups like mm. uh, Eddie Murphy, like Chris Rock, like uh, Dave Chappelle, like Joe Coy, who can go up there and just off the top of their heads throw something out there that's funny and hilarious, and you'll laugh. Whereas me, I can't do that. I I, I actually need to sit, sit and think it through and and think, is this funny? Will mm. this get a laugh? Mm. Babe, can you listen to this? What do you think? You know that type of thing. And it's like, okay, if that falls flat, I'm not going to use it whatever whatever you know mm-hmm. I mean but it, but it's all you know it's trial and error you know it's with life you know you either try it and do it and fail or you try it and do it and succeed but you'll never know until you try you know yesterday I was watching the the kind of the legacy of perhaps the king of improv comedy I was watching the remake of Aladdin mm. uh, the, the Disney movie and uh, and it was okay it was good mm-hmm. you know and I think um, and I'm talking about Robin Williams yeah you know? yeah yeah uh, he was absolutely just uh, really struck a chord with me in terms of his comedy I was watching yeah. Walk and Mindy uh, as a kid uh-huh. um, and then following his movies and of course Aladdin was just you know it, it feels like Robin Williams was too much to be a real person like he had yeah. to be animated to really you know yeah, but he was. get him you know? he, he, he was, was a living character though mm-hmm. I mean all the voices he did all the movies he did like uh Mrs. Doubtfire, like mm-hmm. Mork and Mindy, you know. Yeah. I mean, this guy was a living cartoon, mm-hmm. quite honestly. You mm-hmm. know, the way he lived mm-hmm. his life and the way he acted. And uh, again, we were talking about this earlier. He's one of those people that just left way too early, you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy was, 
the guy was great. He was a comedic genius, you he know. And, and all of a sudden, he's gone. It's like, yeah. what happened? Yeah. Usually, when you know, sort of, there are celebrity deaths and things like that, it's just I'm not so bothered. Mm-hmm. That this thing? But with Robin Williams, I think there was more of a connection. So one, he was a huge Zelda fan. Yeah. Right. His daughter is even named Zelda yeah. after yeah. the game series. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a very hairy guy. Uh, so <laughs> I feel like yes, we've got a connection there with right. my fur coat on as well um, and then he was a funny guy a comedian guy he and was. but he also you know what really got me is I know he doesn't he doesn't him and my dad don't look a lot like each other but mm-hmm. there there are some aspects that I can't quite put my finger on that right. are there so whenever I saw Robin Williams as the father figure right yeah. Goodwill Hunting Dead Poet Society yeah. uh, even those moments in Mrs. Doubtfire and things mm-hmm. like that it always sort of hit me you know, a little bit emotionally. Right. Uh, whether it was kind of, you know, seeing him as a father figure mm-hmm. as my father or whether him as a father figure as me right. in the father figure role. Right. Um, I kind of think there was always that kind of connection there mm-hmm. uh, there with him. And yeah. I, I think there are very, very few celebrity deaths that I uh, c- care about, you know, right. like, so what, you know? Right. Um, but um, uh, that was one that I remember... Mm. Definitely, definitely hit me for many different reasons. I got hit by yeah. Stan Lee, man. Well, that as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> huge, huge part of the childhood. Oh, huge man. part of creating those, the character in the world that yeah. you could kind of sink yourself and live in. I mean, the antisocial, less social mm. aspect of me that you know those comic books were definitely, or well, the every media right. format. You know, yeah. the cartoons, the video games, the mm. movies. All of that was a place to kind of be comfortable yeah yep. yeah that one hit me hard and I think it even hit me when I watched uh, Endgame when you, you mm. see that cameo and you, are, you know yeah. he's no longer with us it's like Jesus Christ that yeah. sucks and, yeah. and yeah and the Endgame in total we had spoken about that that mm. because we'd watched the movies invested in the characters followed them through these things yeah. that after watching you know Endgame watching those end scenes and mm. uh uh, well, we can throw some spoilers up there. Marvel have thrown plenty of spoilers yeah, up there already. Yeah. So when Tony Stark dies, yeah. yeah, it's just a character, and yeah, it's just a movie. But you know, like anyone will say, when you invest and you get mm. hooked, you know, on a character in a book, yeah. it doesn't matter the media. Um, I hate that people kind of downplay your emotions you come up with characters in movies when it's just as valid to have these emotions and people in, in books right. yeah. um, and, and downplay also the emotions you have with characters in video games as right. well it doesn't right. matter you, you've, you've linked to them man that that hit me man. well I, I, I don't know okay I, I, I used to be one of those people it's like you know I had a buddy that um, <clears throat> this was back in the day you know we, we had watched the movie uh, what was it, Armageddon, mm-hmm. and he had told me, you know, oh man, that scene where Bruce Willis eats it, mm-hmm. I was crying like a baby, and I just looked at him and was like, hey, you pansy, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but nowadays, I find myself doing the same thing, you know, it's like, uh, like with Endgame, you know, and not necessarily Tony Stark's death, mm-hmm. but um, there are there little instances that, that, that touched on my heart because I watched all 22, 23, whatever it is, movies, mm-hmm. you know, and, 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 and 
I grew up reading these these comics and whatnot. Maybe maybe the storyline didn't particularly follow the comics in Endgame, but you know you know these characters. You grew up with these characters, like you had said, whether through media, whether through co- cartoons, whether through you know the, the uh, print, whatever. But the thing is, you know who these characters are. So um, for me, it wasn't necessarily Tony Stark's death that got me, but there were these little instances like uh, Cat's Dance. That got to me, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the cheeseburger line yeah. that got to me, mm-hmm. you know, the, uh, even, even good moments where, uh, the, the cap and the hammer yeah. that yeah. got to me, yeah. you know, I, yeah. I just look at these scenes and I'm like, oh my God, this is, you know, making me tear up because, you know, you're actually seeing it, you're living it, you're, you know, you're, you're actually there for that moment, yeah. you know, and, and it's, I, I got to ask the, the, the Peter Parker, Tony Stark reunion. No, that did, not, that did not get to me. Um, in Infinity War, my son told me that, you know, the, the death of Spider-Man, the death, quote-unquote, of Spider-Man, you know, got to him, you know. And, and I watched it, and it was sad. Don't get me wrong, you know, just him knowing that he was dying and saying mm-hmm. that I don't want to go, that type of thing. But, but, but it, did, it brought some emotion. Yeah. But it, did, it, did you get the feeling, though, that he also felt like he was letting Tony Stark down by dying? Yeah. Like he had... Yeah, yeah, he was, yeah he was letting him down. He was, just, he was apologizing. He was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, don't be sorry. Yeah. Yeah, that sucks. And, and there was some emotion to that, for sure. But I, I don't think it hit me as hard as like maybe you know, Cap's dance scene. You know, them finally getting together after the first movie and him going down saying you know you owe me a dance or whatever however that played out and then him finally getting that dance I was like oh, mm-hmm. little tear and that's it mm-hmm. you know but um, it, it's not just the Marvel movies as well that, that have, have done this to me though I, and I don't know maybe it's because you know I, I'm a dad and, and I think these things differently now or see things differently or whatever I mean I, I don't know if like if I watch Armageddon I'll cry during the scene where Bruce Willis dies but there are some Pixar movies and we talked about oh, this yeah. there are some Pixar movies that break my heart they're designed to do so I, yeah. I think so you know it's like every time they just say you know what Let, let's see how many grown men we can make cry yeah. with this scene <laughs> oh we only got two make it worse you know yeah, that type of absolutely. thing absolutely and, and, and they've done that plenty of times with me it's like I think what was it the first movie I saw was that that they they got me with was Up, you know, the mm-hmm. whole death of the, of the of the mom or the wife. Yeah, I was like, God, that sucks, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. And then after that, there are, there are more, you know, in line with that. It's like uh, the the movie Inside Out, or is it Inside Out? It's Inside Out, the one with the feelings. That mm-hmm. one, mm-hmm. Uh, that hit me hard, mm-hmm. uh, especially the death of of that one imaginary character that yeah. killed me. Mm-hmm. Um, now, now I'm the pansy here. Uh, the Coco scene. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, and you knew it was coming. I, you I, know it's coming, but it still sheds a tear. Yeah. It's like, come mm-hmm. on, man. It's a, and, and, and they get you good. You know, they, it's not shed a single tear. I mean, I was actually bawling. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. man, you know. Definitely have that. I think I noticed uh, this uh, sort of a, a small pattern here, and I have the same thing. Mm. Um, it's not just that it's the character dying, but it's also the, the sacrifice. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, you know, you mentioned that the, the Tony Stark there, so he, he was sacrificing himself for, for the, the friends yeah. and the family and, and, and the yeah. people he, he cared about. Yeah. Um, and then same um, in the, mm. uh, the the Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, which one was it? The the, the imaginary character, yeah, yeah you know, sacrificing himself yeah. to to like that, yeah. Um, and that's something. And then, of course, in uh, Bruce Willis in Armageddon, he was sacrificing himself for mm. for Ben Affleck of all people. <laughs> <laughs> 
but but hey, you know he. he but he did. He, he gets hated on a lot, but he's yeah. he's done some amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah. But um, you know, yeah, I think that's something that really resonates with me as mm. well, and and I think it's it's something about you want to create value for the people you love. You want to right. you know offer something, right. and if you can even offer something in your death, right. like that seems to be like the ultimate way mm. to go. Right? You, you know, if, if you're yeah. going to die, how can I at least make my death valuable or useful right. you know, right. to, to someone I care about? Have you ever seen this one movie? Because I know you're a fan of like zombie horror and stuff like that with Resident Evil games mm-hmm. and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. Have you ever seen this movie Train to Busan? It rings a bell, but no. Okay, it's a, I think it's a Korean flick. It's all subtitled and whatever. It's a great zombie flick. Mm-hmm. Okay, the guy that plays the... the, the, the uh, antagonist is a real jerk and, and, and he does a great job because you hate this guy but um, the end of the movie is a, a tearjerker and I'm not going to say anything about it but it has to do with a little girl it broke my heart I was like oh my god I can't, I can't watch this you yeah. know, where's, where's the tissue you know but um, check that out because I, I, I tell you what, it's a, not only is it a good zombie movie but it actually does bring out some emotion towards the end yeah. you know okay. especially this little girl I mm-hmm. was like oh my god yeah. well uh, again we're probably going way off, off topic as uh, well we, as we, we went off topic a long yeah. time ago <laughs> but uh, did you see the last season of Orange is the New Black I have not no, no okay not yet so as a father mm. it's gonna there are gonna be moments that really hit you so really no spoilers mm. um, but definitely definitely watch it okay you're gonna I promise you it's gonna hit you in the same way really yeah yeah, is it towards the end or in the middle of the season or beginning or somewhere near the end? Okay. I can't remember where it was, ask, but yeah. Let me ask you this though. Let me ask you this: Is it worth watching the last season? And I only ask this because House of Cards crapped mm. on their last season. Yep. You know, it didn't help that okay, it didn't help that Kevin Spacey wasn't there, and I get why he wasn't there. But the fact is, Kevin Spacey was House of Cards. Without him, the, the last season was a piece of crap. Yeah, it, it stunk it up. It, they should have just ended it with season five and called it good. They mm-hmm. shouldn't even bother with this last, the, the last ten or whatever episodes it was six. Yeah. It, it, it was bullshit. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not saying it was bullshit, but is the last season of Orange Is the New Black is that worth watching? Does it actually have an ending worth? Trying to find out. It does. Uh, it, really? it does. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think you'll be disappointed. Yeah. Okay. It's It's very well done. There's ups and there's downs, mm. and uh, yeah, I I don't want to say say too much. Yeah. It's worth it. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, because I mean, I I do plan on watching it. There's just so many shows in the backlog right now. You know, like mm. we were talking about this when you just got through Chernobyl. You know, I just oh, yeah. finished. You know, Preacher season three. You know, we we still got Westworld to go through. We're still so far behind on Walking Dead. It's like, what's the point? Should we even continue that one? Mm-hmm. You know, but um, but yeah, that one's on the back burner. There, there's a couple of Netflix shows on the back burner. That one's one of them. Uh, the next season of Glow. That one's another one. You know, mm-hmm. Netflix has some really good content. You know, it's it's just a matter of finding the time to actually sit there and binge watch it and it makes yeah. it harder when you've got you know little ones running around mm-hmm. wanting to watch Daniel mm-hmm. Tiger or mm-hmm. whatever yeah you know? well so, it, it, I think it comes back to this little bit sort of <clears throat> sacrifice kind of things like of course you know you want to prioritize you want to you know mm-hmm. offer these things for your kids and you know if that means you know sacrificing some time that you could have used to watch or 
something that you wanted to watch earlier, then you do that. Yeah. You know? yeah. And um, I'm going to uh, kind of bring our as closer to the middle of this bubble that we, we live in there and talk mm. about how uh, a specific video game that recently you know hit me yeah. uh, and these kind of things but it just reminded me of uh, one story that um, uh, I don't think I ever I haven't yet properly thanked my dad uh, mm. about this if he listens to this then he's going to find out <laughs> yeah. but uh, there was one year um, where we were kind of short on cash mm. and Christmas was coming up yeah. and I remember me and my brothers we had asked for the Sega Mega Drive right. or the Genesis yeah and we were asking for that, and um, my dad had actually sold his car for two hundred pounds, and it was a it was, oh. a, it was a, a Volkswagen or Opel as right. it's called. I don't know if that uh, is it, yeah. but he had sold it for dirt cheap just to have the money to get this console. When did you find this out, like that? Man. It was he had told me about that quite sort of nonchalantly later on mm. uh, a few years. I mean, when I was in my twenties, I guess, right. Uh, right. like that. So it was way way after the event. But I remember that, and I remember just admiring him. Mm. You know, it, it comes back to that sacrifice. Yeah. sacrifice. It comes back to that, you know, wanting to be a good parent and provide yeah. and do that. And, and looking back, and I think I told my dad, I was like, you know, you idiot. Like, <laughs> I, I would, of course, I would have lived without a yeah. Sega, without this games console, yeah. uh, and then you would have had this car, you know, these mm. kind of things. I think maybe you know he saw the plus side. I think he was cycling to work, which was you know several miles. Healthy. But Healthy. exactly, yeah. 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 Uh, and this kind of thing so he made a decision to that um, and I remember like, I still to this day kind of admire him mm. for doing that wow. and I'm sure I've made some decisions in my life that where put myself a little bit further in the back foot just to make sure that my daughter could have things care of. Exactly. yeah exactly. yeah and I, I don't know I quite like that and yeah. then sort of uh, bringing our bubble down I recently had this kind of experience uh, mm. recently um, with the PlayStation 4 game The God of War mm-hmm. yeah. that. and such a good game it yeah. was I mean I even put it on social media yeah. I'm not a big social media guy but I had to put that on yeah. um, it's Kratos uh-huh. character yep. and um, he's usually going through this Greek mythology and avenging his family and stuff like that yeah. Um, some sacrifices along the way and you know hack and slash I never really got into it so much right. um, I like the Greek mythology yeah. uh, things like that but then this this version of the game now goes into the Viking mm. and the Norse mythology yes uh, and I've, I've read a lot about that and uh, it's much more interesting to me um, mm. as far as mythologies go right. but um, the I suppose the biggest aspect was the parenting yeah, yeah, it really was. Like, and, and there were so many moments in there where you see the conflict in him that mm. does he want to comfort his kid, you know, put his arm on his shoulder, yeah. or does he want his kid to, does he want this experience, this moment to strengthen, strengthen him? Yeah, yeah. And, and, yeah. And, and, you know, there's different ways of looking at that, and, and uh, I'm sure many people would disagree about that. And in a way, I do disagree. I, I would have given the kid a big hug and yeah. stuff like this. Um, but you see that conflict play out mm. and you see the relationship between them, you know, hills and valleys right. going up and down. Um, and it was an amazing ride. And it, it doesn't hurt that the thing is beautiful, plays yeah. really well, yeah. the story is fantastic. But getting to the end of that journey, an yeah. emotional journey as well, right. just really, it was one of those games where you just had to stop for a moment and think, for sure. God damn. Yeah. This yep. was 
this was amazing. Like, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, but I think it hit you a little bit harder as well as me because of the fact that, you know, it did have to deal with, you know, the, the, the uh, challenges of parenting, you know, and us being parents, you know, it, it, it makes you, you know, think a little bit more clearly or at least put a little bit more perspective in, in these types of situations where, like, you know, I, I can, you know, b- before I had kids and all this other stuff, I could watch any movie and, like I said, be be hard about it, not cry, not shed a single tear, whatever, whatever. Now, I see these movies, like, uh, there, there's one example, a recent one. I, I saw that, that Elton John bio, Rocket Man. Okay. 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 It, it was nothing like I expected. I didn't realize it was going to be some jukebox musical, but it was good, obviously, because it's Elton John. His music's amazing, mm-hmm. you know. But to see his childhood and the way he was brought up, it, it was kind of heartbreaking because, you know, his father was never there for him, and, you know, and uh, his mother was just you know, in her own world, whatever, whatever. And you can see that heartbreak as the movie progresses. And then towards the end of the movie, you know, he comes to terms with it in his own way, which is great. He, he, you know, he, all, the, all those struggles, you know, they, they come to a point where he's like, you know what, I'm good, mm-hmm. you know, and, and that's great to see that happen. But throughout the entire movie, I, I'm feeling for this character, or not this character, this guy. It's not a character. It's actually somebody who lived this life. And I'm like, man, that just sucks. You know, I, I could never see myself being that way to any of my kids. You know, I, I, I just can't because, you know, with with my son, you know, one of my sons now, he's got that, that speech problem. And it, it's, it's like um, I would do anything for him. I don't want to see him, you know, where he's at or at this point. That's why we have these, you know, these... Uh, speech therapists and all this other stuff trying to help him out because I want him to be able to communicate and you know express himself and and be able to say you know you know something's not right or or whatever you know and 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 do it in a way where he's understood you know as of right now he's just throwing out words and and it's getting better but at the same time it's like sometimes there's not you know it's hard to to find out what he's trying to express, you know, and, and mm. as a father, I hate that. I, I, I only want the best for him, you know, and, and so that's why we have these things, you know, these, these speech sessions and, and whatever, so that he can get better, so that he can, you know, improve. And that's why he's, he's going to school earlier than, than most kids do, you know, two years oh, sure. earlier, so that, you know, he can be at a point when school actually does start, that he can, you know, be where he, uh, or uh, be where the other kids are, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, but... You know, sometimes I just wonder, is it me? You know, you know, is something wrong with him? Whatever, whatever. And I don't like thinking that way. You know, mm-hmm. I, I just want, I just want happy thoughts for this kid. You know, mm-hmm. uh, but, um, but like I said, you know, everything seems to be going so, you know, pretty good so far. It's just, you know, I, I just hope that you know every, everything works out with with the whole speech therapy that he gets to a point where, you know, his communication is better and all this other stuff. But, um, you know, growing up as a parent and, and seeing some of these things, you know, whether it's in movies or reading about how, you know, kids are, you know, uh, uh, done wrong, whether they're hurt or, or, or whatever, you know, it, it, it's kind of heartbreaking. And I think it makes it even more so that way because, you know, you are a parent and, and you don't want your kids to go through that hell, you know. Mm-hmm. You always want what's best mm-hmm. for them. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know, when you see these types of things, you know, whether it's in TV or movies or, or even in print, it kind of does bring a tear to your eye because it's mm-hmm. like, I don't want my kid to go through that. Yeah. Never. Maybe one of the things about uh, wanting to stay in Finland as well is that the, the, the healthcare and education, you know, for the younger kids, yeah. 
there's no reason not to yeah. to get it and not to have it. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things I, I really like about this country that mm. if you compare to any countries where you know in medical insurance has to be paid and it's a big part of your you know cost of living, right. it's something that you can remove that stress or you know you hear some stories where people just cannot afford to get the kid right. the healthcare it would need or want you, don't have that you know it's here. no problem here yeah, and um, exactly. and of course you got to you don't get anything for free you got to pay your high taxes, taxes as we talked about here yeah, yeah. but it's absolutely worth it yeah, you know it absolutely worth it to to have that mm-hmm. uh, support and for you know sure. things here for sure for sure i mean you know something like this would cost hundreds maybe thousands in the states okay. if you don't have insurance good luck with that you know mm-hmm. um but yeah up here i mean you know i was surprised to find out that uh, you know when our when our first child was born um when he was born we got the bill and it was like less than 300 bucks and i was like okay mm-hmm. this must be uh, payment one of like 20 <laughs> and, and and my wife was like uh, no this is it i'm like what mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> are you serious <laughs> Let's have ten of them. No, yeah. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. But but still, you know, you, you don't see, uh, you know, that type of bill for 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 you know a child's birth mm. in the states like that. Yeah. There, upon mm. thousands upon thousands of dollars, you know. Whereas here, I saw two hundred. Like I said, I immediately thought, okay, first payment. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> when's it going to end? But no, when I found out that was it, I was like, holy crap, that's cool. You know. Yeah. It works. It seems to be doing doing something well, and you know the rest of the world, many countries in the world are kind of looking at it, and mm-hmm. if the model can be applied, yeah. I think some of the biggest issues we said Finland's got a very small population. Yeah. You know, it's sort of just shy of six million. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you know, compare that with a place like the USA with you know hundreds of millions, mm-hmm. and uh, or it's, it's more than a hundred, but less than two hundred yeah. million, right? And yeah. uh, um, you know, and a huge area as well that you're trying to cover these things on, and yeah, it's not not an easy job. No. Um, and I think one of the other biggest things we talk about is sort of the education mm-hmm. of kids as well. Yes. And um, and you were asking sort of why stay in Finland as well. Um, my job here, mm-hmm. uh, we could open that up uh, a little bit. Maybe is that uh, I'm an educator, yeah. so uh, not really a teacher in the traditional sense, but mm-hmm. a teacher trainer. Yeah. So so I teach teachers um, and mostly things in the digital stuff but um, the teaching and training has always been something I've really admired Mm -hmm. in Finland in terms of its priority uh, here in the world that if we Finland needs everyone to be you know a productive citizen we need everyone to chip in and pay their tax and and that won't happen unless everyone's on their feet you know and, and people aren't you know stuck in bed you know, ill with anything, exactly. um, and they're educated enough to do these jobs that are needed. Right. Um, and I, th- I think, especially in the younger generations, uh, Finland has a really good model of teaching people how to learn. Mm-hmm. And actually, this was something that uh, now that I think about it, really hit me when I first did the first degree program here yeah. in Finland. Yeah. This was really where. Uh, I was taught to learn, mm. you know, or how to, you know, process the information and really analyze it and use it. Yeah. And that was a huge aha mm. moment uh, for me. Right. Uh, and perhaps maybe that's why I sort of thought, well, why stop here? Yeah. You know, 
now that this sort of love for learning appeared or was ignited, yeah. um, you know, push it further. You know, do do another degree program here. Yeah. So, okay. I, think I hate to say that, it, but yeah. we've already busted an hour and really? thirteen minutes. Oh, yeah, okay. I know. Well, longest I know. This, this one's the longest yet, and, and we probably okay. have to call it good. Yeah. But there are a couple of things that I, I, I do want to ask. First off, you did mention that um, you know your daughter you brought her up mm-hmm. and, you know and a lovely girl like, like I said I can't believe she's already nine years old do you want to give her a shout out real quick absolutely I love you sweetheart <laughs> my little llama <laughs> very cool very cool and um, does she take after you gaming wise is she a gamer a mm-hmm. little bit yeah it's kind of popping up here and there yeah. um, so I think the, the biggest one she plays now there are three of them there's Minecraft mm. She loves to just create. She's very, right. she loves drawing and, you know, doing handicrafts and stuff. So yeah. uh, that sort of was a nice fit for her. We don't play on the story. We just play the creative mode. Right. But the fact that I can play with her and yeah. we do stuff together, that's that's right. plenty for me. for me. I'm very happy with that. Cool. Um, she quite likes Brawl Stars, mm. although that's kind of gone down a bit. So yeah. we jump on there together. The problem is, is she's like level 70-something and level I'm level one. teen, <laughs> something in the teens. Yeah. And so I get my ass handed to me straight away and she's mm. there kicking some ass. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's that one. And then now it's this uh, massive online playing, this, it's called Roblox. Never heard of um, it, no. And people just create all this kind of their own levels and their own stuff to do. Um, and that's very popular. Um, definitely one of those ones where you'll see a billion YouTube videos of mm. people just playing it or making stuff. So she's not um, one she of these. Uh, she's not one of these fans of first-person shooters like like this whole uh, not Minecraft but Fortnite. Fortnite, no, but not Phenom or anything like that. No, let's see. Let's see. In terms of the console gaming, you know, her hands are kind of still a bit too small for the PlayStation controllers, maybe, mm. um, and the sort of hand-eye coordination isn't all the way there yet Um, you know and uh, it's definitely an an age thing but also just she's just not quite that interested in in the PlayStation games yet Uh, you know and I I say that because I I recognised a friend of ours he has a son who's just five years old and uh, we put him in front of the Nintendo classic the NES Mini uh, playing Super Mario Brothers and that boy kicked some ass yeah. straight away I yeah. mean Amelia was kind of getting into the NES Classic simple controller you know mm. that's where my console gaming yeah. uh, really kicked off so I thought you know let's see I, I picked it up to see if she wanted to you know whether you know how would she react to that right. and she kind of got into it but you know got a bit fed up with Mario Brothers after mm. not quite getting the timing of the jumps and stuff right. uh, and this this five year old kid just laid waste to the first couple of levels I was well impressed um, so yeah let's see I, I I hope it will develop I hope it will come up mm. um, usually mobile game and now that Apple has its arcade yes yeah, uh, there's a couple yeah. games on there we picked out and, and, and she likes to play and there's one on there that actually has a co-op mode, mm-hmm. um, so and that's going to use the PlayStation controllers right. on the Apple TV. Nice. Um, so um, I'm hoping that next week we can kind of make a start on that and see how it goes. Yeah, okay. I'm hopeful. Very cool. <laughs> well, you know what. <laughs> I don't want to say let's do an episode three, but I think I definitely want to have you on, not necessarily to talk about life, but maybe just a gaming episode or something. We, we always never get to a point where we can talk about hobbies. We're always talking about, you know, how, how you got from point A to point B, but we never get to talk about 
you know, and, and this isn't, it's not a bad thing, but we never talk about, you know, the gaming. We never talk about the movies anymore. We never talk about any of that stuff. We're just trying to get, you know, your story from point A to point B. And as interesting as that is, it doesn't leave time for anything else. <laughs> with, you know, it's like, you know what? If you're up for it, I want to have you back. But strictly, you know, no life stuff. Let's just yeah. talk about games. Right. Let's talk about yeah. favorite consoles. Let's talk about favorite games. What game you hated? Why? That type of thing. Let's, you know, let's just have just a random, a random episode of just pure gaming, yeah. and that's it. That's you know, it. Maybe yeah. see if the other guys want to join in. But I think I could, you and I could definitely do another hour and a half of just oh. gaming itself. You Easy. know, it's like God. I mean, you know, I mean, I, I love, you know, talking to you and hearing about, you know, some of the stuff you've gone through and, you know, some of your life stories as a father. And, um, you know, a lot of this stuff I did know, a lot of this stuff I didn't know. And I always find, you know, the stuff I didn't know even more interesting. And it makes me, you know, appreciate you as a person even more, you know, even though I appreciate you 100%. I mean, you're, you're one of my best Likewise, friends here, you know, Likewise. and I would... Like I said, you know, if it's all good with you, you know, let's do another episode. But just strictly, you know, gaming, strictly, you know, let's draw a circle. Yeah, let's yeah, yeah, yeah let's, exactly. Let's just you know, just just keep mm-hmm. one topic this time. Mm-hmm. And I might as well just you know add you as like co-hosts since you've been on the last three episodes. <laughs> it's, like, it's like everyday people with Ron and Pete. <laughs> all right. This, this is your show, buddy, and I'm happy to be your P2. Uh, all right, all right. Well, let, let, let's think about that. I think maybe we can try to shoot this one in for like two weeks from now or something. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss the details later. But I think I think let's have you again, and uh, let's this time maybe talk a little bit about life, but mainly now about hobbies. You know, just, you know, there's no way we can keep this set schedule. <laughs> I always have an outline. I always explain what the outline is, and we always get off topic. And, and it's cool. I, I'm glad because, you know, it... it, it it just goes that this shows that this thing isn't as scripted as I would want it to be, which which could yeah. be a good thing. Yeah. So, so it yeah. kind of fits the theme of the everyday people. Yeah, exactly, exactly, exactly. Unpredictable and uh, very unpredictable yeah. for sure. Before we go, there is one that, that that's always predictable. I got to get yeah. the uh, the quick response questions. Sweet. Yeah, I'm <laughs> looking forward to this one. Yeah. All right, uh, the, these are not as, as nasty as they have been in the past. <laughs> the, these are more. These are more. Actually, these are more you, I think, uh, and, and you'll see what I mean. So let, let's start with the first one. Roger Moore or Sean Connery? Sean Connery. Uh-huh. Fatser or Cadbury? Fatser. Really? Yeah. yeah. Really? Less sugar, less overly sweet. Ah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, just Fatser is the Finnish chocolate brand. Yes, yes. Look it up. It's, it's good stuff. And Cadbury is? Uh, well, it was British, but mm. I guess now it's under the umbrella of one of the big 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 corporations okay. I think so I think I think it may be American owned okay I always thought it was still British but I, I don't know you know I, the only Cadbury candies I ever ate were the eggs oh, that came yeah. out on Easter yeah so good so the good chocolate egg just filled with sugar yeah exactly nice. exactly and I could eat like 10 of those which is why I gained <laughs> so much weight it's like ah okay Garhu or Sandals uh, okay, and we're talking Finnish beer here, people. I, I, I know you guys don't know what that is, but Kadhu is one type of beer. Sandals is another type of beer. Yeah, maybe both, both Finnish beers. Yeah, maybe write them down in the comment in that, the description, and yeah. people can check them out. Yeah. Oh, you gotta send me that description too, or that that link to your thing, so I can add it to the description. Will do. Okay. Uh, ice, ice baby, or informer. Ice, ice baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Good choice. Ren or Stimpy? Oh, Ren. Ren? Beavis or Butthead? Beavis. Yes. Uh, Darth Vader or Dark Helmet? <laughs> Dark Helmet. Absolutely. <laughs> we were just talking about that too, and I didn't realize that was one of the That's questions. It. If someone gets the Dark Helmet reference, uh, uh, please yeah, send me a message. Yeah. You're my new friend. <laughs> AOL or Hotmail? Hotmail. Hotmail. McDonald's or Burger King? McDonald's. And the last one, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Mortal Kombat. There we go. See, I told you it wasn't going to be as, as, as nasty as the last one. I actually had a hard time thinking about that. It's like, what do I want to put now? It's like, what can I think of that's like really bad that I can like get them on? It's You're like, coming up with some like, you know, really horrible porn acronyms or something. Yeah, like that. I, I yeah. tried and I was like, no, you know what? We already did the U, U porn, U porn hub thing. We already did, you know, front and back. We did the chocolate starfish with Marius. It's like, yeah, I think, I think we can steer yeah. clear. We can try to keep a clean show every once in a while. So. Yeah. Uh, there's plenty of gaming ones to well, exactly to, to exactly. do for the next episode. Oh my god, yeah. If we, I mean, if we want to talk about you know pornographic gaming, yeah, there, there's always you know the Dead or Alive series. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's that. What's that one with the chainsaw? The girl with the chainsaw oh, you were playing? Oh, lollipop chainsaw. There you go. Oh yeah, yeah. With the whole Mickey song in the background. Eighties. <laughs> oh, so great. And then there was Mickey, you're so fine. that's you're so the fine. one. That's the one. And then they, they've got that one game that they just released, this Catherine, you know, the, the dating sim with the puzzles and whatnot. I think I remember, but that, this is like a sequel now, right? No, this is the same game. They just remastered it or re-released oh. it for the PS4 and the Xbox. So it's the same game, just some new mm-hmm. levels or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we, what was that one... Uh, the, that one move, the game slash movie type thing was it like Night Trap or something like oh, that oh yeah well, wasn't that yeah. a controversial one as well that, well it goes that back even further than that we talked yeah well, and we'll talk more Atari 1206 the Atari oh, 2600 Custer's yeah, Revenge Custer's, yeah. yeah Custer's Revenge yeah. yeah that goes yeah I mean you know we could that, that could be a topic in itself because then you also have like the Leisure Suit Larry games mm-hmm. and all this other stuff yeah we'll we'll, we'll, we'll. <laughs> <laughs> we'll hold this off until the next episode. We'll we'll do that. Um, anyways, I, where are we? Yeah, an hour and a half. Oh, okay. Let's go ahead and call it good. Uh, if you want people, you can follow me on Insta, RTA Everyday People. You can follow me on Facebook. It's the Everyday People group. Uh, like I said, it's private, but uh, if, if you want an invite, uh, maybe I'll, I'll let you in. I don't know. We'll see. But anyways, we're going to call it good here. Pete, again, thanks for being on the show. Um, let's do another one. Yeah. Let's do another one. For My sure. pleasure, buddy. Thank All you. Right. Uh, so, anyways, um, stay positive, people. Kitos, and uh, have a good one. Thanks again. Ah!